no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who even when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. This is film history, the history of film. One year anniversary, everyone. We've been doing this for a year now. And uh, the history of us. It's the history of us. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to bring you the history of film history, the history of film. <laughs> Who are we? Who are we? <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to further talk about ourselves, how awesome we are. <laughs> And be really and entertaining for our audience. Hey, Dev's got his shirt off for it. About us enough, we're going to do a whole episode and dedicated exclusively this, to us. And that's why I got my shirt off. And this also kicks off the start of season two, because the one-week hiatus was definitely planned and not, like, completely us just getting overwhelmed and losing track of this show. Yeah. We planned yep. it from the beginning. Yep. If you go back and you listen to old episodes, we've left subliminal clues throughout the episodes that we'd be taking a one-week break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So find those clues, tweet at us. That was our first break in a year. Yeah. Yeah. You win a prize. First week off. (laughs) The prize of us not doing another one of these episodes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just do this once. Just Just for the one year. Until the two-year comes along. Yeah, every anniversary we'll do something weird. Yeah. I, I don't... I can't tell you what it is but i promise you'll never like it yeah 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 it'll always be something you hate it'll always be something you hate but yeah we wanted to bring you an episode where we talk about ourselves like dev said uh it sounds pretentious when you put it that way (laughs) we want to tell you but look okay look i'll i'll justify it real quick okay we bring you all this history all these stories and maybe you're thinking who the fuck are these guys to even talk about the film industry anyway so maybe this would be a good opportunity to give us some sort of I don't know credentials you know, like, nothing in my background will qualify me for this show <laughs> Drake's We're, working for TikTok now literally yeah. as the show has evolved and we have talked about Drake being a TikToker and he's definitely yeah. going to become he literally as of today works for fucking TikTok now I so. don't literally work for the company of TikTok but I do make TikTok TikToks professionally, I can officially say. And so I I am happy to tell you I'm (laughs) contributing. Go ahead. No, it's like that sounds like a Dos Equis meme, bro. I don't, <laughs> I don't literally work for TikTok, but when I do, I, work I make TikTok. memes for the company. <laughs> <laughs> I am actively contributing to the death of cinema by bastardizing the art form through TikTok. So, um, but no, I mean, if longtime viewers of the show will know that I'm incredibly unqualified to be on it, and everything about my background will justify that position, so it's perfect. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. No, that's that's what we're doing here today. Mm-hmm. We're just you- telling you a little bit about. Who's bringing you this show? So, do you have a like a format in mind? Did you? 
Did we write anything, or we just we're just winging it, right? You're in it, baby. Awesome. We're, we're in, in the it. format. We're in the format. I literally didn't write one single word for this. You've had three weeks. I know. I didn't think so. I, I just wanted the audience to know. I, I have been just just visualize me for the past three weeks, just like I, I've been on a beach in Tijuana, just <laughs> yeah. drinking tequila. You know, yeah. I, I'm tan. I'm ready. Uh, but I didn't write anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I mean this. Uh, this actually, like, the timing of this worked out incredibly well because yeah. we've all just got caught up in something. You uh, went on like a, a trip, family, a family-related trip recently. Yeah. Uh, for like a long time, and you were in in the woods. Yeah. Uh, I I've been interviewing um, and uh, demo and like putting together demo reels and cutting stuff and uh, going through the interview uh, application process for this job that I just got. Uh, and Dev has literally been dying. Yeah, so dying. Dev has been dying. We were worried. But so, are, you, are you okay? I am. And the reason I'm I, I'm taking care of my back issues right now. That's why I'm uh, kind of distracted as I'm putting on these cups. So you guys can see me get my kink on while this episode's going on. Where I just nice. have a bunch of <laughs> suction cups attached to my back. Uh, I also bought into another business. So I have been very busy building that and uh it involves the cannabis yeah. industry and nice. the kratom and kava industry no it's a, it's a brick and mortar place here in florida so it's pretty Amazing. cool yeah uh, i'll announce some more about soon but we got like a lounge and all kinds of cool shit we're doing there sounds, and stuff i'm hoping sounds build like out. we're gonna do the podcast live from the kratom lounge yeah dude. bro i plan on it and good thing is we're like a block from the beach so Dude. it's it's pretty rough life here. That that's what we'll do for the second year anniversary. We'll go to Florida, yeah, and, uh, and do the podcast live from the Kratom Lounge. Yeah, the Kratom Lounge. Just on the beach somewhere. You come to Florida, you won't want to go home. <laughs> yeah, Florida is the Kratom Lounge. Yeah. I mean, I I am home in Florida. That's true. I, you know, I, well, forgot about I've that. long yeah. since wanted to return to the mother country, to the motherland. It's very yeah, different. Um, there are there are some good things about it. There are still some yeah. Florida things about it, but you know. So honestly, Dev, the reason I'd never be able to move back to Florida is I can never go back to humidity. It's a yeah. big one. That's a big issue. And same thing oh, with man. the mosquitoes. Yeah, I was, and you know about I that was in New, Orle New Orleans and shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just went back to New Orleans a few weeks ago during all this madness that I've been going through lately. And uh, holy fucking shit, like, was not prepared. Like, the, the humidity is insane. Insane, dude. Ridiculous. So yeah. the mosquitoes, Especially now. so the dinosaurs that try to eat you, and so yeah. are the people smoking meth with missing teeth. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a wild it this land. Well. It's a land of yeah, the it's, lost. It's 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 uh, it's, uh yeah, it's Jurassic Park. It's, I made this mint with my cousin in the swamp there with a gator. I mean, I made this meth of a gator, dude. <laughs> you want to smoke this out of a gator? You want to smoke this humidity meth from a gator, dude? If you light it on his tongue and you put your mouth on his asshole, you can yeah. get high as fuck, my yeah, guy. Yeah, I've been smoking hilarious. meth with gators in the swamps for the past few weeks, <laughs> but uh, um. Okay, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I have an idea for yeah. a format. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Go ahead. So I, I, I would actually, because there's a part of the history of the show that I don't know, and I'm on it. Okay. I want to hear about the formation of the original film history. Yeah. What led to its collapse. Okay. And why you brought the show back. <laughs> yes. That's a great story. So, okay. And as usual, I haven't seen it. You know, like, I don't know. I actually don't know what we're talking about. So. I love this. I love this. 
Well, Dev, you want me to start? Go for it. Yeah, you take it away, brother. As I have previously mentioned on this show multiple times, uh, I am from Mississippi, and I grew up between Mississippi and New Orleans, Southern kid. I went to Mississippi State for two and a half whole years, changed my major a bunch. I did, like, fucking landscape architecture for a bit. I was uh, studying pre-law for a bit at Mississippi oh, yeah, State. Yeah, forget about that. Yeah, man. I was trying to be a lawyer out mm-hmm. there in Mississippi. <laughs> um, I studied everything. I, I kind of, I was like really trying to go to school. I was really trying to do it, but more, I was just more interested in partying, to be mm-hmm. honest. My freshman year, I had like a 1.5 GPA oh, or something. Oh, my shit. God. It was like, I, they were like, you, you're going to get kicked out of That's school That's impressively bad, dude. It's, it, I didn't go to class. I was literally <laughs> just drinking and partying, and it was this whole thing. But uh, It was this whole I, thing. It was this whole thing. You, you at know. least go to class. That's where you sleep. You, you go <laughs> yeah. with sunglasses on. You pass out on the desk. You at least show off. 8 a.m.? <laughs> Fuck off. Come on. Why'd no you, you book the classes? Oh, Why'd you book yourself yeah, at well, 8 a.m.? You know, because, man. You I, made I, your schedule. I was sober when I booked those classes. I exactly. Exactly. I had so much hope. Open my eyes when I booked that 8 a.m. class, but then you know my birthday came around and shit, and it was over with. But uh, but I was doing theater in college. Okay, I was doing a lot of theater at Mississippi State, and I basically that was like the only thing I liked. And uh, I talked to my professor about it. I was like, this is really the only shit I like. Whenever I'm coming here and doing this, mm-hmm. and she was like, well, why don't you try to do that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> Nobody can act. Nobody acts for a living. Don't be crazy. You can't you know? do that. You can't do that. And she was like, no, you really can. And so... <laughs> Did you hear this thing called TikTok? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I started going out for shit. I went out for some commercials uh, locally. I landed like a Mississippi hospital commercial as okay. like a patient, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and a then, mental uh, patient? How did, how did, <laughs> How do you go about booking stuff in Mississippi? Did you is there? Did you go on backstage? Well, like, did you just hit the newspaper? You find like, the how did you book director shit? and you say you're the cousin? And yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's first step. And after first you step. Then you take your shirt As off. As a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like my cousin. You say there was <laughs> no pants, there was boy. no backstage at the time. This would have this is like 2007. Okay. You know, okay. this was like we still had like uh, eight track players and like rotary phones. Oh my you know? god! Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you put that through the inflation calculator, you know, I'm, I bet you actually get a different price these days. Gas uh, was only a nickel. <laughs> gas, was, gas was literally like a dollar fifty. You know, that's the time period that we're putting this. You can in. smoke on <laughs> airplanes. <laughs> gas was a dollar fifty in our lifetimes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I remember. I remember. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> when are we? Um, but no, man. Uh, where was I with that? Oh, no. no. How did you book roles? Like, <laughs> I don't remember how, to be completely honest with you, but somehow I found an agent named Sharon Ward. You don't remember how? I don't remember how I found this fucking agent. Maybe I should I should do research on me. I'm not on all these like <laughs> books and websites that I have to research James Cagney on. You know, I got to remember. I, all I have is this gray matter that I've been degrading for the past 15 years upstairs. Um, wait, uh, wait, so, so you found an agent first, then you started booking stuff. Yeah. I found an agent, and she. Why was, did they sign you if you had nothing? If you had no work yet? No, oh, because it's Mississippi. They're literally. I I was one of the ten actors that existed in the whole state <laughs> at the time. Like this was not. This was pre-film industry in the South. Like the film industry was in LA and New York. And if you wanted to book shit in Mississippi, all you had to do was breathe. You know. So <laughs> I fucking I signed with like the biggest agent in Mississippi. You know, who had like ten whole clients. And uh, she was booking me work, 
And uh, when I was 20 years old, much to my parents' chagrin, I dropped out of Mississippi State, moved the fuck out to L.A., you know, got the old restaurant bar job. Anyway, long story short, uh, I acted for a while. I'm sure you've all heard me mention fucking War Pigs. <laughs> I did a World War II film with Mickey Rourke and Dolph Lundgren called War Pigs. Well, you only mentioned it because it was your favorite method acting. <laughs> I played a fucking Nazi, which now is kind of regrettable, you know? Kind of wish I had not played a Nazi, but it was kind of the only role going around at the time, so... It all depends um, if they bring it back, you know? That could, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel pretty comfortable saying this here. I really don't mind telling you this story. Uh, throughout the years, I, you know, I started making friends with people big... Like, I started really making some good connections. Mm -hmm. uh, producers who were really doing big shit big franchise film producers i was really like rubbing some good elbows you know don't get me wrong because um, you were shaking to, that ass at that bar bro i was shaking that ass yeah i was a little twink i was working at the abbey back in the day a lot, a lot of trips to brian singer's pool yeah a lot of trips at brian singer's Zero. pool i was full disclosure i was one of the kids at brian singer's house not kids i was 23 <laughs> but you know still i was one of the hairless little boys at brian singer's like just made a joke about brian singer's pool like it's still happening oh yeah yeah it's still happening i'm too old now yeah. he would never let me in i would get shot by the guards on my way in by now. Uh, <laughs> they're like oh god he's over 25 oh jesus <laughs> get him in the back of the head um, yeah <laughs> so funny. You think he just called you over to bartend and you were just because you were too old in general? They were like, oh, James, you thought, oh, this is awkward. You thought you were hanging yeah, out in the jacuzzi. Awkward. Oh, shit. I kind of wanted behind you behind there the and bar. make some drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Whip up some martinis. That's where the olds go. <laughs> the I mean, olds. <laughs> you know, you're over 20. What did you want? And what did you think? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> you know. We will. Not, we won't go to jail for fucking you. What, what are you doing here? I like the danger, allegedly. But, but at the time, you know, I was all, I was making some other good friends in Hollywood and mm -hmm. shit, and uh, this all led to me eventually uh, meeting some really good friends out here and meeting Charlie Sheen, and Charlie what like took me under his wing basically for a bit there, and uh, he gave me my first shot on TV to help me get my SAG card, he put me as like this really small like bit part on anger management on FX. And that was kind of where things got like rolling, you know, and then I got my good old Nazi role in that World War II film. <laughs> oh, that was after anger management. That was after anger management. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that, how did that role come across? Like what did what'd you, it was uh, another, it was a friend, the same friend who introduced me to Charlie. Okay. Had cool. a friend who directed the movie. Okay. Um, and he was like, your Mississippi agent still getting cuts from all this stuff. Dude, I think my Mississippi agent <laughs> works at a Kroger now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think my Mississippi agent is like a crossing guard for like it's like, a, it's like some old dude of a banjo who's just getting checks from Charlie Sheen. He's like, oh, I did it again. Hell? I done did it. Your Mississippi agent went back to cooking meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I only oh, stuck with shit. that James kid. He was a real talent. That was my ticket out of this dump. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. 
But anyway, I'll make this short. Now I do feel like this is, but no, this is good. This no, is good. That's what we're gonna, doing we're here. We're all going to go into our backstories. This is what we're doing here. Yeah. We're, we're, the only one listening right now is Dylan and Tiger yeah, Lily. Dylan. So it's just basically a Patreon episode at this point. And they want to know the backstory. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take my time of mine too. Take your time. So this TV role led to some heat. The The movie role led to at least a little bit of heat. You know, people were like, okay, this guy's doing something. By the way, I was handsome as fuck. Like, I was very handsome at the time. I still am, but, yeah. like, this was, you know, 25-year-old me. It yeah, was, yeah, I yeah. was rocking it. I was rocking This was shit. some Abby Sweat Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An Abby Sweat Boy. Yeah, all the while, by the way, audience, I worked at, if you don't know, there's a place in West Hollywood, California, called The Abbey. Uh, at the time that I worked there, it was the prime gay bar in America. Was like, that when the reality show was going on? No, this was before the reality show. Oh, wow. But this okay. was like SBE, which was a huge nightclub, comp- nightclub company at the time, had still bought are. the Abbey. Yeah, they still are. But uh, at the time, they like owned the whole city. And uh, this, was, this place turned like $300,000 a night type of nightclub. Holy shit. Like it was... They there was like a statistic at one point that this one nightclub in West Hollywood sold more absolute vodka than like entire countries would sell in this one bar, you know, type of shit. Yeah, it was it was a fucking madhouse. I was making a shit ton of money. Probably did way too many drugs, but uh, you know, it was twas the uh, twas the early two thousand and tens. Everything was you know everything was fair. And <laughs> everything was legal back then. Everything was legal back then, no laws. But that was basically where I was at at the time. I was I was a very handsome kid, you know. And so anyway, do this movie that led some good shit and but that also led the movie when I did that movie, I did decide, you know, I've written since I was a kid. I've written scripts since I was a teenager. I really wanted to write. I wanted to like make my own shit. It was so hard getting a fucking role. I wanted to make my own shit, put myself in it type of thing. So I started writing, and I met some people. This big talent manager introduced me to a producer who introduced me to Dev. (laughs) And then Dev was working at, which this will all parlay back whenever, you know, we get to his part. Dev was working at uh, Skit Bags Entertainment. Can we say that, Dev? Yeah. I mean, I can just say, I can keep it vague. No, yeah. I don't. I don't hide the fact it's in my LinkedIn and shit. Like, uh, you know. okay, okay. So Dev was a producer and Everyone's writer. Everyone's gonna be Skip like, Bags. "Why the fuck are they talking in code like this? What is happening? <laughs> the foreshadowing. What the fuck is going on?" It, I will say this. Like, I'll, I'll, I will riff a little bit here. Mm-hmm. All of our stories in this town are insane. Like, yeah, everything. One of the things about the three of us is we have all, I call it, we've lived in Grand Theft Auto. I think yeah. I've said it on oh, this yeah, show yeah. before. It's... But it, our lives are, we have we have mingled with people who are like fucking mob-tied, yeah. who are criminals, who are absolute scam artists. I've run across people who are entire-ass scam artists who ran like scams that got them hundreds of thousands of dollars and random Mexico type of shit. Yeah. You know, like... You don't always know when you meet them. No. And then they disappear, and you're like, what happened to that guy? And it was like, oh, of oh, course all got the killed. crimes he was doing yeah. that I had no idea about. Yeah, yeah, he got shot in the head. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I've known people who were, like, serious producers in L.A. who are now, like, on the run in another country and nobody can find them type of shit, you yeah. know? The, this town it's, is insane. It's, insane. it's wild. It's, yeah, it's fucking it's, ridiculous. It's the Wild yeah. West still to this day. I know day. at least two people with warrants 
warrants out for their arrest. Yeah, like, absolutely. As, <laughs> absolutely. I feel like that's just dude. a Hollywood thing in general, though. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I feel like some people might. I don't know, man. It's like a Hollywood I, and Florida thing. It's one of the few things. I feel like yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people think shit's only in movies, and then you go to LA and you're like, no. The, 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 sometimes the movies are like pretty. They're fucking documentaries. Oh, they're um, tame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh no, that's that's real. I started working with this guy, basically like kind of writing some ideas down, more just like listening to him be insane. He had created this company called Skit Bag and uh, I came on as a writer for like skits Uh, Mm -hmm. we would do a writers meeting once a week and everybody would pitch skits that they had come up with and I started going to these meetings and met Dev Dev would run the meetings he would Mm -hmm. like you know he would run the whole thing. I pitched a few and they actually got through. They were like getting through. I was getting like two or three a week or, you know, two or three over the weeks, like actually to be produced and made. And Dev was the producer and the like main writer of the whole thing. So I have a question I've always had about skip bags. This was before my time. This is before I came into the picture, but I've heard about skip bags in, 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 in legends and in, in, in the scrolls. I've, yeah. re- I've read the scrolls. Why did you guys not put these skits on YouTube? Like they were only on Facebook, right? I don't know. I don't even remember. Well, we, they were on YouTube, but not the new ones that we did. We had more traffic and more viewers on our Facebook page than anywhere else. Ah, okay. So that was yeah. getting the most eyeballs, and that's where we would drop them. I mean, they would. You can go back and look at um, the sketches and skits that are on the main YouTube channel. But then we had all the video from the epi- Well, the audio first, but then just audio and video from all the Dash Radio stuff. So that's okay, all on YouTube yeah. too. Like all of those interviews. But all, all the skits are on YouTube. There might be like two or three that are on Facebook that aren't on YouTube, but they mostly should all be there. We just did, we had barely any views on YouTube. We didn't push it out. We didn't tap into the algorithm correctly. It was the old channel. We didn't rebrand when I came on board. So it was just adding mm-hmm. to something that had been kind of stagnant for over a year anyways, you know? Okay. So right. it, was like, it was a hard push to redo, you know, we'd have to start over and redo all that and put all that shit re back up. And yeah. it just was logistically a little challenging finding a lot of those old stuff, whether so to people who'd made it before and then left and that, you know, it's going to track yeah. all that shit down. So, so the, but there was, there was money behind this. Why wasn't there money put into pushing the videos, like sponsoring, like sponsored posts and stuff <laughs> like that? Like <laughs> you, well, you met the guy. Yeah, well, yeah, but I you're mean, a producer, Dev. Come on. No, Dev, so Dev could only do... He'll be... Dev had his hands tied behind Fascinated how much I did with nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, dude. No, we were, yeah. Let Jay's finish. I'll go into that in mind. I mean, point, okay, to answer yeah. your question, like, you know, I guess why didn't we... We did put money into certain things, but, you know, we... It was a... Uh, management and structural decisions. You you didn't really get a say over like where that money went and the the The, person who did was And uh, the captain of the ship was was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like this man was like from one minute to the next. We didn't we have money bro, we have money for craft services. Everything else I put together. I made happen. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Like we but we were running bare bones and it started with me Mickey asking me to come on board to help run the meetings. When I moved back to LA, I went to a meeting he was hosting there. And then 
uh, after that meeting, he pulled me off to the side and was like, yo, you got a knack for this. I think you could do this even better. Like, why don't you jump on board and start doing this all the time? And I'm like, awesome. And then it just kind of scaled from there where we were like, okay, we want to do skits every month. We want to have this writer's roundtable. Like, I thought of all that shit to get us more engaged and get us creating shit more. And then yeah. the radio show happened and fell into my lap too. So it was kind of like doing just all this stuff where it came from nothing from just hosting this meeting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where that's where this comes in is uh dev and i started really working closely together at skip bags along with mike hermosa mm. and oh, uh, really? yeah that was like we were like is me nick dev and mike hermosa and you know like neil and shit but like i would say we were like the four main people who were really hanging out trying to like create the shit you know mm. neil was there though neil for yeah, sure neil yeah. was but, uh, editor and like dp and shot a bunch of yeah. our stuff and like really was and, one of the you know reasons that all that kind of came together yeah I mean, Hermosa actually i'll, re too, I'll but, rephrase uh, it you know everybody this was like different eras there was like different phases yeah. of this company right yeah right. and carl was like uh an actor you know mm. and all this stuff carl yeah. was like uh, uh C-3PO, he's in every one of the movies, in like in every yeah. single thing consistently throughout the whole canon, throughout all the Exactly. Areas. That's yeah. funny. And so Dev and I were really working closely together, and then Dev, like I said, this will come back around when he's talking about his stuff, but uh, he started running the Skip Bags channel at Dash Radio in Hollywood. Uh, it was DJ Ski, right, Dev? DJ Ski's he, radio company? Yeah, he founded Dash Radio. Yeah. Well, DJ Scheme? DJ Ski. Oh. I think it was, yeah. S-K-E-E. -E. Ski was... Yeah. okay. Uh, you, you would know his music. He did a bunch of stuff with hip-hop and EDM in the 90s and 2000s. And yeah. that's where So he, I wouldn't know his music. You would know the songs <laughs> if you heard them. You just wouldn't know. Like, okay. you'd be like, oh, yeah. the, he produced so-and-so's song, like some fucking big rap hit. And you're like, oh, he's yeah. a producer on it, so he's not really, like, the title pushed out. Like, it's not right. DJ Ski's, yeah. whatever. Okay. It, you know, a lot of it might be featuring Ski or shit like that, but he was a big, big okay. producer. And okay. I, had, I had had this idea floating around in my head for a while. Uh, I had had a podcast idea floating around in my head. Film history, the history of film. Like, it was in my head. I would watch old movies, and I would look up actors, and it was just like, I remember, you know, I don't know, I would take an edible and, like, watch an old movie, and then I would look up all the actors and the stories behind the making of this movie, and I was just like, this shit is... It's insane. It's, it's it, Yeah, it's insane. It's like, it's epic as fuck. It's, it's... The film industry has been huge and it's been the film industry mm -hmm. since it began you know and so many of the stories back in those days uh repeat themselves now and i just thought like it would be so cool to you know bring a show to let more people know about what was going on back in those days in the film industry yeah you know and i fucking pitched it to dev Dev was like, let's do it. Let's fucking do it, man. Like, let's record this shit. And we would meet in the skip bags offices every, what was it? I think it was Sundays, Dev, at like 9.30 fucking a.m. We would meet sword? and record, because we, I would record the radio show on Sundays. So we would yeah. do bef at the office before I went in studio. To yeah. Yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. like just a day of me day drinking and <laughs> talking on air. <laughs> you can definitely tell yeah. in some of those early episodes. You're like, oh my God, Devin. Like, even some of the Skip Bags radio ones, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Devin. What are you doing? We were, like, there were some we were I was both a mess. for who I was interviewing, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You definitely 
shouldn't have had like three shots of whiskey before you jumped on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> we were a mess, dude. We were a mess at the time. We were both going through some. Uh, you live and you, know, you learn, and you know you live and you hey, learn. It's our first time doing this medium. You know, hey, yeah. I, I didn't. I grew up on stage, man. I grew up on, acting on camera. I didn't grow up like talking for a living. You know, fucking for sure. On yeah. air, it's a different no, skill no. set. And I'm telling you, man, in, in the early 2010s, I've told Drake about this shit, but like Hollywood, early 2010s, becoming an actor and shit mm-hmm. was it was way more about drinking. It was way more about drinking and doing drugs back in those days. Like it was uh, nowadays, people take it pretty seriously, but at the time, it was like, no, no, it's like just show up with your chiseled jaw and your and your you know rock and body, and you're good. It's like so taboo uh, now. When it was like yeah. the in thing to do, like Jesus. Drinking on set was like a norm like you would be on set of something and drink you know i mean it was just kind of a, a part of the work you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you don't always want to do it every day when you wake yeah. up but you know you just you put on those shoes you pick up that glass and you just keep doing it you, you know? keep doing it man yeah. and every day it. it gets a little easier <laughs> it was exactly like the james cagney days you know <laughs> you'd get drunk and somebody would shoot at you yeah I, <laughs> what a time but I don't, Dev. I don't remember how the first iteration of it ended. I think it just kind of, we you just got too, busy. You, you, what happened was well, you realized that it's nine a.m. on a Sunday was impossible when you're out till four in the morning on Saturday yeah, drinking. I mean, so you probably just For decided sure to say that. fuck it. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, I, yeah. so we developed this show and several others for the channel that we were going to launch. Partnered with Tastemakers on Dash. So right. remember we had like 15 shows and I basically, I got approached by Ian and Emil from Tastemakers. They're the ones who got us the first show at Dash to begin with. So they're the, the homies, they're the fam. And they were like, yo, well, Dash wants us to make a whole channel. We need some content to fill it out. We saw what you guys did and what you did with Skip Hacks Radio and how like you quickly scaled that up. Do you want to do some talk radio stuff? Cause we're going to do primarily music. You want to like join forces and do like a bunch of skip bags produced content and talk and comedy and improv and whatever else you guys want. But now that we have this channel and I was like, hell yeah. So we, I threw it out to the group at the meetings. I was like, yo, we got this deal, uh, but we need shows to fill it with. So why doesn't everyone think about it and start submitting ideas for shows? And then we'll go through and we'll kind of like group wise choose a bunch of the ones that we like and go from there. Yeah. We have one of the ones for sure that we were going to do just because James and I wanted to do it and decided was film history. So we made yeah. a lot of these episodes in planning to not only have pilots to present with J- Dash and clips, but also to have like a runway up of some episodes if we wanted to when we dropped the channel on Dash. And we were like, fuck right. it, we can just release it on um, the RSS feed as a podcast first. And whenever the yeah. radio show kicks in, we'll just have a bunch of content. It's already edited, and we just drop it on there too. So yeah, and we, we it just ended done... because like we both got busy and like the fucking channel right. got super delayed and didn't end up unfolding. So it was kind of like ah, <laughs> I yeah, I it did it. Yeah, it just kind of yeah, and that's exactly how it went. And we had uh we had Will Rogers, we had done the Hollywood sign, uh, scores, the history of movie trailers. Um, shit. What else? We did Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. We did, um, the first moving image. 
That's right. The first moving picture. Is that the only one we haven't revisited? Yeah, that's the okay. one we haven't revisited. The first moving picture, which is a very interesting story. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, dude on the horse. Yeah, the dude on the horse, who, by the way, was black. Horseman. The first actor on a moving picture ever in yeah. the, the history of film was black. Amazing. We didn't. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, man. So I don't remember French the other episode. Writer. Wasn't it a French film? Moy Bridge. We did one on Moy Bridge, didn't we? I don't remember Shit. the name of the film, to be honest. <laughs> but there's more. There's more. So after that first iteration, uh, you know, skip ahead a few years, life happens. And uh, I it picked was years? It was, yeah. I mean, sh- I no. thought you guys stopped doing that right before I met you. Okay. Yeah. Like that sounds about right. Months or a year at the most, I think. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I started working at Electronic Arts mm-hmm. uh, for a third-party company doing... Oh, you recorded this show before you worked at Electronic Arts? Yeah. Okay, then it was years. Yeah, yeah. because I think I met you after you had been working there for four years. Oh, shit. I... Well, maybe I no, was. No, no, no. All right. No, we I was stopped. at EA already. Yeah, because you were definitely at EA. I remember talking to you about it. You, James. Yeah. And uh, I th- we ended this in... Sp- like summer of 2019. Oh right, because yeah, yeah. Damn. it was because reboot came out in the fall, and I the pandemic happened in 2020, and everything was shut down. And then I moved back that 2020 fall, and then we yeah. like started to do it remote in 2021, 2020. Like when, when we started talking about re- bumping this up again, sometime around there. But there was like a, there was years in between when you guys shot the last episode of the old version of the show. Then when when the reboot happened. No, no, I meant there had to have been years. No, no, I meant Jay and Silent Bob reboot came out at that time. Oh, the Jay and Silent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we went, yeah, yeah. Were were we at the premiere of that in 2019? That must it, have been 2018. Premiere, the premiere it must have been 2018. I, no, the premiere was 2019. I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm losing were you guys, my mind. So you, wait, were you guys still shooting that what, at the Jay and Silent Bob reboot premiere? No, uh, no, no. So I'm trying to like fit the timing. Establish in. Like, the timeline. We, yeah, because we stopped this like the month before the that premiere. Oh, so, like, okay. If that premiere was in like August or September, we stopped this in like July or something like that. And it just so happened that we just like. We're like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's schedule it next week. And it kind of just, like, fizzled out like that. And, you know, we we didn't have a timetable on us because this launch kept getting delayed for this radio channel. So we weren't, Mm -hmm. like, crazy backlogging episodes. We were ahead. And then, yeah, I think, you know, we were just trying to figure out what was going on with our schedules and just dropped it. But... We we know less about our shit it, than no wait okay well it doesn't matter regardless but it was it was method it was madness method. to the method was the movie premiere that we all went to uh, yes not so, Jane Silent Bob reboot right but that so, was 2019 so I was still wrong so the here's what happened was, they yeah. we financed Skipax financed uh, madness in the method first and that um, got shot and put in the can before reboot even started filming so they right. sat on. Madness in the Method to release it at the same time Reboot came out to kind of, you know, ride that wave and have it all drop at once. When did so, we like, all go we to... went to the premiere, you're correct, it, for both in 2019. 
because they were both coming out in 2019. So, like, they had a screening of it when they were, like, in the early stages and right after they stopped for principal photography. Like, I remember going to one screening of it in 2018, and that was for, like, producers and notes and stuff like that. Then we went to a sales screening of it on the Netflix studio lot um, with just the black box theater there, or their, you know... I guess it was like 50 C's or something. It wasn't even that big. Um, but it was all just like executives and distributors and people looking to buy it and shit. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't like... When was the CityWalk? And then the CityWalk one, I, that's the third one that we... Went to, that was in 2019. In the fall, okay, probably. wow. Summer, summer-ish, yeah. something like that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm working at EA. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a few years in... Uh, this was like, I mean, you know, fuck it. Full disclosure. I don't give a shit. I was sobering up. I was like really trying to like hold down a real job. Um, acting had kind of dried up. My life had kind of dried up. Everything had kind of just gone to shit for me, to be completely honest. <laughs> if we're if we're just naked, raw truth here today, uh, this is the part of the episode where, you know, Steve McQueen is like in jail. Um, I was just in a really, I was in a low ass place, but I had this job that was like, keeping me going it was fun it's like Mm. video game shit you know uh and then drake started working there a few years into when i was working there Mm -hmm. and i also i got a job there for a friend of ours eq Mm -hmm. and eq started working with us as well and then drake and eq and i started to like do shit outside of work we started producing like music videos Mm -hmm. uh we started producing you know well Mainly music videos. <laughs> music um, videos and... And music, music videos. It's yeah, more music, music videos. videos. Hey, Google, if you're still listening, Google right now, La Magrosa by Tony Garza, and look at the end credits. It's uh, my buddy Drake and I... <laughs> <laughs> right there at the end, it's uh, it was a it was this video uh, that I'll we produced. I'll get more into that era during during my during yeah, my for summary sure, um, for sure because I, I have a lot to say about it. But yeah. um, but yeah, I started working at Darkburn in tw- or EA. I started working at a video game company in 2018. It was January 2018 is when I started. So that's yeah. w- around when we met. And then when did this show start? That's that's twenty last <laughs> it's a, year it's a, a year, year ago. ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking around. It's a year anniversary. It started last year. <laughs> One year ago. Yeah, but um, uh, but yeah. Wait, so wait, why did you bring the show back? I don't even remember. I, I one day we were just doing the show. I don't remember. Yeah, why man. we did it i, I just one day it was it was just happening there was just a mic in front of me we were just doing it why do you bring the show back that's kind of my memory too it okay. was just like all of a sudden we were in this room recording and <laughs> dev was Cagney. on the zoom yeah. yeah and like we were talking about james Cagney. <laughs> dev do you remember why we brought it back oh we just i do remember do it right <laughs> yeah yeah that actually you know what it was it was it was uh Dev and I kind of like reconnected. It, not that we had like really fallen off, fallen off all that much, but we just kind of started hanging out again, like more and more, mm-hmm. you know, separate from all the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just kind of came up randomly. And I was like, literally, I'd started hanging out with you outside of work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, I got a guy who's like, it would be a perfect third co host yeah, for this shit. Yeah, because we had wanted to work on something together yeah. for a little while. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, well, uh, I, I guess this is a perfect time for me to transition yeah. into, into my backstory and, uh, I'll kind of like feed into this era where we kind of kick this thing off. <laughs> so, uh, where do I, where do I begin? I, I was born in Florida. When are we? When are we? The year was 1994. Man, so young. Yeah, PlayStation 1 was coming out. <laughs> Kurt Cobain had just killed himself. Oh, the year was nice. Jurassic Kurt. Park. Wasn't it? No, I was yeah. no, yeah, Kurt Cobain uh, I died a little too late for me to be his reincarnation, but in a lot of ways, yeah. I'm just as depressed. No, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> no, um, uh, as uh, I was born in Florida in '94, uh, and uh, only lived there. Actually, like I'm a bit of a fraud when I say I'm from Florida because I actually moved when I was five years old. But I have vivid memories from age three and up. So I remember, right. like, I remember those early years in Florida. Uh, but we moved around a lot. Uh, I went to elementary school in Virginia and oh, middle shit. school in South Carolina, uh, and then high school in South Carolina. And I did not like the Southeast. Just yeah. wasn't wasn't my vibe. Didn't fit in there. Wasn't just just culturally like clearly like this kid doesn't belong in in the Bible Belt. It says the man with the pink hair sitting yeah, in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have pink hair right now, which uh, <laughs> I. I, I think I'm pulling off. Dude, pulling it off big Pulling time. it off. You did so, not belong. In, <laughs> did not belong, yeah. No. The Bible Belt was a big hang-up for me. I was like, oh, this is a point of conflict. I hear that. So, but I don't consider Florida the South. At least I don't consider anything Orlando South the South. We didn't either. In Mississippi, yeah. that was a that was a discussion. Yeah. Florida wasn't the South. Yeah, it, Orlando's the dividing line. Everything yeah. above Orlando is pretty southerny. Everything below Orlando is pretty west coasty. Yeah, and Orlando is a weird mixing circle um, where you'll see like people flying Confederate flags, blaring NWA. Yeah, it's a very strange place. Very strange. But uh, <laughs> very odd place. But um, I uh, I moved back to Orlando because um, that's it was the home of. One at the time, one of the only like reputable video game schools in the country. So in seventh grade, um, I became friends with uh, someone who had become a lifelong friend of mine, Sean Derrett, who was actually on this podcast Shawnee. for the Terminator episode. Yeah, he was. And uh, we met in seventh grade, um, and uh, we we uh, we bonded over God of War. So like, uh, I was not a popular kid. Uh, but Sean was, and I sat close to him, and I just really wanted something to talk to the popular kids about. And him and his friend Kirk were talking about this game called God of War, and I had a PS2. I didn't really play at the time, but I, I just like really wanted to like learn about it and stuff. And it was about Greek mythology, and I thought that was cool. And so they, for some whatever reason, like let me borrow God of War One. God of War Two was about to come out, and so they like they were done with God of War One, and they're like, "Well, here we don't really want to explain it to you. Like you're the weird kid. Like here, just take this game. <laughs> we don't care if you bring it back or not. Go back or whatever. To your cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't care right. if you bring it back or not. And uh, I beat it in a weekend. And I fucking loved it. And my my life was changed after God of War. Yeah. And actually, like, uh, because I came back the weekend afterwards, like, raving about this game, we actually, like, bonded over our love of video games from that point on. But uh, after I played God of War 1, my, my entire life's direction was changed. Before God of War 1, I, like, didn't really have a strong grasp of what I wanted to do. At one point, I thought I wanted to, like, make toys. At another point, I thought I wanted to, like, be a CSI thought maybe like uh, being a writer would be cool like i had like a lot of ideas but nothing like solid and then video games pulled it all together i was like this is a way to tell stories and essentially make toys you know what yeah. i mean like it, it contribute creatively in a medium that i thought had a lot of potential for like really great growth at the time and i still think it does 
And so I looked up where I want like video game schools. I was like, I want to go to school to make video games. Where can I go and do that? Um, and it's crazy how much has changed between 2012 and even now, like now almost every major university has a video games program. And like, there's really good ones at like major schools in 20, when I was looking for school in 2007, and that's when I was in seventh grade. And by the time I graduated high school in 2012, there was not a whole lot of options for video game schools. And yeah. uh, there was this place in Florida called Full Sail, which oh, was yeah. an entertainment school. They started as a, uh, a recording arts school, actually. They expanded to have a film program. I remember and, the commercials. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, they, they got uh, a video games program, and they were a pretty reputable school for entertainment. And I was like, that's perfect. I've always wanted to move back to Orlando because I moved when I was so young. I never really felt like I got to like experience it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also I had family in Tampa and uh, my I had family friends in that area. And I was like, it's a nice middle ground because I'm an only child and it's, I wanted to get leave the nest. I wanted to feel like I was like going somewhere else, right. but it was nice to know that I had family not too far away. If something bad happened, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like a good middle ground if I got to get out, but I was still like, uh, it, like in a position where, um, you know, if, if I needed help, it would be there. Right. And so I moved to Florida and I started going to Full Sail and it was an accelerated program. So I got my bachelor's degree in two years, my master's degree in a third year. So in three years, I got a master's degree. Nice. Uh, my bachelor's is in video game art. So game art, 3D art, modeling, texturing, animation, effects, things like that, level design, um, anything that involves like the actual art creation of games. And then my master's degree is in game design. It's actually in like design mechanics producing as well also like a leadership program and stuff and taught me like a lot of skills that are applicable across pretty much any entertainment field. <laughs> Drake um, is the one with the master's degree. Yeah. I, I literally yeah. have a master's program and, and, a, and a thing that most people don't even know is like, I think you can go to school for still. Yeah. And, um, and like I learned like about design mechanics, level flow, difficulty curves, but it was also, it was a lot of player psychology, ergonomics, and just like understanding usability and like how people intuitively like not only use interfaces but also just like think and the way players like way like entertainment psychology was a big part of it as well right. and also project management um produce like literally like nuts and bolts producing stuff like yeah. that i know how to use producing software that's like it like you don't use unless you work at like a major studio you know what i mean like i've right. never like I've never been somewhere that uses like Perforce and Jira and stuff like that. And it's like, I know how to use, like, even now the job I just got today, like they're using Trello, which is like so funny because it is like literally the juniorist producing software you can possibly use. Like you don't actually use Trello at big companies, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, which is a team of eight people. Like Trello is as complicated as it needs to get. Like yeah. don't ask these people to use Jira. The thing was though, because I was kind of more of like a shy, like, reclusive like introverted kid in high school I didn't I hadn't come into my own yet and I didn't realize how much I would have missed the party aspect of it because since I went to an art school I was the reason was I got my degree so quickly was because it's an accelerated program and I was I would go to school literally like 40 hours a week yeah. I had eight hours of class a day, four hours of labs, four hours of lectures every Ooh. single day. And then I had another 20 hours of homework on top of that. You weren't so missing was, those 8 a.m. So. I was doing, I was not. And actually, <laughs> the fucked up thing about Full Sail is they wanted to emulate 
this is fucked up because this is, this is not a fucking thing in video games. This is only a thing in fucking film. But they wanted to emulate the workplace schedule, uh-huh. which, again, you're only emulating the film program, which I don't know why this is applied to everybody. So in order to emulate the chaotic schedule of filming, <sighs> you could have class whenever. So Holy every shit. month you had a different schedule. And oh so I would literally God. have lectures at 5 a.m. Oh my I would God. have to go in for my lab at 3 in the morning. What? Yeah, like they, it would be random times. Every month you would get a random class schedule. It's like Abu Ghraib University. <laughs> And so, <laughs> no, well, I mean, you're, it's a film school yeah. before it was a right. game school. So, like, they're, like, trying to be, like, yo, you're going to have overnight yeah, shoots. Yeah, you could have, you have, have to be upset hours, at 4 a.m. sometimes. But it's, yeah. like, I will never have to be at a game studio at 3 in the morning. They don't get up until 9. Yeah, if you're yeah. there at 3, it's because you're still there at 3, not because you got to get there at 3, yeah. but whatever. So, um, I had 40 hours of random school times a week. Plus 20 hours of homework. And then for my master's degree, I also had a job. I worked at nightclubs and, and I learned uh, like uh, in my master's degree. So yeah. I had another, I was also working. So like, <laughs> did you do your thesis on like Orlando rave nightclubs? Is, are we, <laughs> can I read this no, somewhere? Can, How did this unfold? Did you did your internship? Did what was, I did my thesis on color yeah. theory. In, in multiplayer games, it actually like uh, gives it uh, the reason why a lot of multiplayer games have sent since I wrote this paper. Not that I had much to do with it. I didn't. It was just, <laughs> it was it was research that was happening at the time, and I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. But um, uh, red and red like red and blue teams actually gives red teams have an unfair advantage. Orange and like cyan is like it's psychologically like a better pairing for like team colors and stuff, just because like red and blue have such a strong psychological impact on like players and stuff like that. Right. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there that's that's a history of games episode one of these days um but because i didn't because i was working so much and i didn't really party at all because like and i didn't realize how much i wanted to party after i didn't like get any of that in college so i didn't get the typical college experience that most people got so after i graduated like i just was not ready to jump into like the workforce really yeah so but what i did though was i started working at like a startup, basically. Uh, I did I did an externship uh, or internship. Whatever, I don't fucking remember the difference. But I did one of those, my master's program. And then after that, I started working with them, like, um, after school. But it was because it was a startup. It wasn't full-time. It was work from home and stuff like that. So I got a job at a college bar. Like, I... UCF is a big university, like really close to Full Sail. Yeah. So I moved like seven miles down the road to like the student housing area of UCF, where like you didn't have to be a student to actually live there. But I like basically lived in like a dorm off campus. The University of Cousin Fuckers, uh, um. <laughs> Central Florida. Nah, Central same thing. Alligator fuckers. <laughs> no, not crocodile fuckers. Crocodile fuckers. <laughs> alligator cousin fuckers. fuckers yeah no i worked at like uh i worked at like this um uh class it was a still a college bar but it was like a craft beer college like yeah. it was a place where seniors went bef- to pregame before they went out to fucking rage at the I dirty can hear, clubs i can hear
hear the music in this bar. Yeah, yeah. It's like Papa Roach, you know, <laughs> like fucking Lincoln Park. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so, so some, because like, we were Mayer like in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we were the classy bar, we closed at midnight. But then our coworkers, like their frat brothers, like bartended at like the raunchy college bars. Nice. So we would close down the bar we were at, and then we would go and drink for free at not that we were getting much of a discount because that shit was cheap as fuck anyway. Um, it was all you could drink for seven bucks. So Holy like, shit. Woo, we were saving seven dollars. But, uh, <laughs> but we... like wet brain university. <laughs> so we would go there, drink for free for the next two hours and then go to one of their houses to party afterwards. Oh, yeah. And so I got a lot of the college partying just after I graduated, but I got a master's degree in three years. I was still like 22 years yeah, old. Dude. You know what I mean? So I love it. Get it over with and then get the party in it. Yeah. And so yeah. then, I, so I would do that. And then I, I at home, I would work on like uh, this game at this, th- at this, and because it was a startup and stuff, I got to pitch a game. Uh, like I got to produce it and design it from inception to release. So like, nice. and I, it got published. Like I have published a game on the app store. Like I've actually yeah. like published a video game. Uh, it's, it's, you can't play it anymore because the thing about it was an app, it was an app game. Uh, the thing about games on the app store is they have to be updated every time there's a firmware update for the phone. Um, and it's, we updated it for a couple years, but it's been a couple years since. So like, and I think they delisted like things that are just like, don't work with the current version. So like, gotcha. I'm sure you can't find it anymore, but I do have a phone somewhere that if I power it on, like we can play it. So one day Fuck I'll yeah. let you play the game I made, but yeah, I, I like, I, I, I worked on a game from inception to launch. I, I went through all the process of creating it. I, I, I talked with uh apple and uh google about the licenses i got like the company license and everything went through all the processes published the game the game did pretty well as far as reviews we uh, we got a couple hundred downloads and stuff it was oh, nothing nice. mind-blowing but it was like yeah. it, it was kind of like the same thing of the show it's like people who i do not know have played something i made yeah for whereas sure. like you know like people who we do not know have listened to us talk on the yeah. show it was like that Thank kind God, of everybody. feeling where it's like that's really cool that yeah. like somebody loves this game and i've never met them you know yeah. um and after i did that um it was just kind of it was time to move on from Orlando. There was no really big gaming companies in Orlando, um, except for EA Sports. I didn't want to work there. Uh, I was. I had to go west. <laughs> go and west, so, young man. Yeah, time to leave Orlando. <laughs> so I, I moved with a buddy from college out to LA. Um, we roomed together for the first year I was out here. The first year I was in Los Angeles. I didn't do much of anything. I just applied for jobs. Yeah. I applied for jobs. I built demo reels. I did design tests and try and try as I might. I could not find a job de- designing or producing games. Yeah. I would take, I would do a design test where I would basically go for a week without sleeping, building a level from scratch and submitting it. And then every single time that happened like four times and every single time they came back and they were like, your level was honestly really good, but there's only one position and someone else who has a more like extensive resume also submit a level that was pretty good. So we're going to go with him. Yeah. And after about the fourth time that that happened, the last one I did was in December of 2017. I was a producing job. I went in for a six hour interview. I interviewed with six different people for an hour. Um, at this mobile game company, but they were like a, like a mobile game company that printed money. 
Yeah. And they had me, I had to do live logic tests. So I got up in front of a board of people that I was interviewing with and they would give me like a logic test. They'd be like, it was one of those things. It's like, uh, you have a gallon that's four gallons and a gallon that's three gallons. You have to measure out five gallons or like, or whatever the fuck, like we have a five gallon and a three gallon. You have to measure out four gallons. Like, yeah. how do you do it? And I would have to show my work on a whiteboard and I nope. would, they were, I, I was, would leave. I was timed. I, I had like. 25 minutes to complete each logic test and I completed every single one live in front of a board of people that I was Holy interviewing shit. with. I did this interview for six hours with every executive of the company still did not get the job. Damn, uh, I went through all that and they were like, you did great in your interview. Fuck off. But someone else also did great in their interview <laughs> and they've worked for a couple more companies than you. So we're going to go with them. And it's like, I can't fucking, I can't fix that part. I, that's, I, that's, I can't Jay, get experience I, if nobody fucking hires I me. have some, some disappointing news for you that that company <laughs> wasn't really a real company. It was just a group of old right. rich dudes <laughs> trying to get their fetish kink <laughs> off. By crushing yeah. the dreams they were, they jerked and making off to the, the lives later. of minions hell, like that's that's <laughs> what they got off to. They're like, we tortured this you. young man. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Um, it, uh, <laughs> it's the same, by the way, in L.A. Yeah. That this was the same with bartending. I used to go to bars, and they'd be like, "Well, you don't have any experience," and I would say, "Well, I can't get any yeah. if you don't hire me." Well, that's the thing too, because I had bartended. I had wor- I had bar backed at, a, at the biggest nightclub in Orlando, and then I had bartended at this bar. And I came out here, and they're like, "Well, that's not L.A. bar experience." Right. No, so I no, couldn't no. even get a part-time job at a bar. Like I would have to start as a, they. I they offered me a job as sweeping the floors. They're like, "In six yeah. months, you can probably move up to bar back." And you I was can, like, "You can fuck right in off." Six months, you can probably move up to sweeping the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can fuck right off, dude. I started doing to-go orders at Hamburger Hamlet. Mm. I was I was fucking I was I was uh, shipping out hamburgers by the masses. At a little to-go stand, <laughs> and that led to bartending through a bunch of bullshit. Damn. Yeah, and it's the thing. It's like if I – when I moved out here, I was like, you know, 25 – I'd already gone through that. You know what I mean? Like if this yeah. was my first time going through the bar pipeline, fine. But I had already gone through that once. I just didn't want to go through it again. I was like, I have a master's degree. Like I'm going to get yeah. a job for sure yeah. after the six-hour interview I'm going to go on. Yeah. And so after a year of like basically nonstop applying for jobs – doing these ridiculous feats of like trials and tribulations and still not getting it. I was like completely fried. I had like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And I reached out to my, my school's career department because they, one of the selling points of school is like, we will get you a job. And I was like, it is time for you to fucking fulfill this promise. And it was all marketing bullshit. They don't really help that much, but I bugged them so much that they're like, look, there was someone who graduated from your school that's in LA. They're working at a game company doing something. <laughs> they're but they're from the film department. They're an editor somewhere. But we can uh, here. We'll give you his email address. Just tell him you're also an alumni and like have yeah. lunch with him. And was it Grant? It was Grant. That's right. So I I, I went to lunch with this guy. He was really nice. He replied to my email. Really cool guy. Shout out to Grant. Shout out to Dude's Grant. A streamy winning. Got me my trailer maker. first real job in LA. Um, I had lunch with him. I told him my situation. He was like, "Well, look, man, um, I can't help much, but this company that I work at, we make video game trailers, and we need people to play the games for the trailers. It's mostly multiplayer stuff." He was like, "It's not a great job, but like, you know, uh, we, you know, because you have to like really put your time in to like move up in that place, but it's, it's something." And I was like. 
please. And do you, I'll do you take mind it. if I pause this really quick? Because mm-hmm. I want to go into what this is, just for people out there who are curious what this line of work is. Uh, Nobody's curious. It is all. I know, I know. Just in case. I'm just kidding. If you were curious where trailers for video video games come from, where they have actual gameplay in the trailer, uh, that mm-hmm. is not just a bunch of people sitting around, you know, playing the game and recording it. That is an actual company, an agency who has been paid a lot of money to pay a lot of gamers to come in. There's a director, there are producers, there are writers, and they create the scenes to shoot within the game, uh, you know, in multiplayer, single player, whatever it is. And you break the game, you can like break the camera. Mm-hmm. It's a whole fucking industry. It is huge now. <clears throat> this was not a thing when I first moved here, and now I work in the mm-hmm. industry as a director. Mm-hmm. And it has become this like big thing out here now. It is like trailer making for video games is quite the industry. And we were we were working at one of the biggest agencies at the time, but now a lot of agencies have popped up as mm-hmm. well. And it's a it's a big thing out here. So next time mm-hmm. you see a video game trailer where you know people are yeah. playing it, that shit is it's it, a five second scene took three days to yeah. shoot because yeah. like if it's a multiplayer scene where there's 10 people moving in the scene, every single person has to do their job exactly right on cue. And it's, it's really hard because, yeah. and especially like video games, if you're playing them, it's not exact science. Like let's say you had, there's this part where you have to throw a grenade and blow up a truck. It's like, well, the grenade could bounce differently because yeah. it's using physics. So it's not always going to bounce the right way. And if it bounces wrong and everything else in the take was great, you still got to redo the take. And then you could get it where it bounces right, but somebody missed the headshot that they were supposed to pull off because they're jumping out of a exploding building and have to pull a headshot (laughs) off, and it's fucking hard. And so it's like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like it takes a lot more time to get these shots than I ever considered before I started there. Oh, yeah, dude. You you hate video games at the end of it. And and it can be a cool job, but what uh, Grant meant by it's not a great job is like, starting out, it's not great because it's like, I'm doing the most boring thing in the scene and I'm doing that thing for eight hours. Like, I am running, running I am running down this hall for eight hours. Yeah. On repeat, yeah. um, and it's, it's it's like it's yeah. filmmaking, but it's within a video game. Like yeah. it's you know you go back to one. You're it's uh, the way it got pitched to me was I was literally uh, doing background at the time, and I met a guy there who just so happened to also be from Mississippi, and I met him. We were playing cops on Criminal mm-hmm. Minds one day. That was like you know what we were there to do, and he told me he was like you know he's like. I do a thing where we do background, but it's for video games. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. What? Yeah, and so I came to start working there as a gamer as well back then, and it yeah. was—it's literally that. It's like you're, yeah, you are doing background for a scene, but it's in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And Dev's <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" And I—I <laughs> I, I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm still processing the fact that you played a Nazi and you played a cop. I mean, what's next? You gonna say I played a dirty politician? <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm I'm basically Willem Dafoe at this point. You know? I'm just gonna so play the villains. You're one roll That's away so from either Willem Dafoe or Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> either one of those, oh. brother. I'll take it. But uh, I remember meeting you the first day, um, and uh, eventually we started like talking, hanging out. The first like, uh, and I, I'm I. 
Anytime I start a new job, I'm a little bit shy. My, my, I've learned extrovertism over the years, but deep down in my core, I'm still an introvert. And that like comes out the most when I start a new job, just because yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know the dynamics. I don't want to rock the boat. Last thing I want is to be annoying day one. So I kind of like, I'm quiet until I like get everybody's vibe and stuff. For sure. But, uh, you, uh, you were really nice. You, uh, invited me to go see Super Troopers yeah, 2. Yeah, that's right. With, uh, with your friend Nick Fazekas, friend of the show. Uh, he's been on the episode of and uh, that was the first time we really hung out and I had a great time hanging out with you guys going to see that movie that I did not give a fuck about seeing I'd never seen the first one but I was like <laughs> I was like yeah I want to see Super Troopers too. I just sure. want to hang out yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. um, but uh, yeah and after that we started hanging out that was actually the day I met Neil too he came through he was still That's in the right. cast at he the time to, yeah because yeah. he had gotten hit by a fucking car oh, on the yeah. freeway yeah. our friend right. our friend Neil is the luckiest and unluckiest person at the same time Jesus. it's like he got hit by the freeway, but he had also like just come from like fucking a Maxim model or some shit. It yeah. was like it was it was it was something where it's like it was like the really, best day and the worst day of his life, really, like all at really one time. Short turnaround for that karma, like you know, like yeah. just like had this his, really peak high awesome thing, and then yeah. just like whoosh, crash yeah. within twenty four hours. That's how that's. Everything in Neil's life is like that. Right. For every for every rock bottom, there's a, a, a an Everest peak. It's a whiplash <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's so a, yeah. But uh, but anyway, um. So yeah, and so then we started hanging out and stuff. Eventually, I met Dev, and like I got introduced to all the skip bags guys as that plane was careening into a mountain. <laughs> uh, so I was so I wasn't really there for like the skip bags days, but I saw I saw who survived the wreckage. Yeah. So and here um, we are. <laughs> yeah. So and then yeah, we started hanging out, and then I I, I as James mentioned, I um, me and our mutual friend EQ, we started producing because I was like in a place where I was like, well this isn't really what I moved to LA to do. Yeah. Uh, what else can I do? Right. But I had these producing skills and stuff. And so we, I, we kind of got sidetracked on this side quest, to, like produce music videos and stuff. And I was, I was decent at it, but I just fucking hated it, you know? Yeah. And I, I, it was one of those things where like, I, I was just happy to be doing something creative, you know, and getting out of that office and Absolutely. being like, let me, let me kind of figure out what, what can I do in the situation I'm in? What, how can I use <clears throat> the skills I have? To, to, to elevate myself. And I think it was very useful. I met a lot of people. Yeah. I got a lot of experience. I grew, I, I matured a lot professionally <laughs> through that stuff. And we got to work on some stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. It was, <laughs> and it, it was, uh, and I definitely learned a lot, but like I got to a position and COVID honestly was this. And I think that a lot of people have this story where it was like, it gave me the space I needed to yeah. figure out what I didn't like about where my life was going and what, value I could get out of that, but how after COVID was over, how I could kind of course correct back to where I wanted to be. And I realized that the thing that was really missing, the thing that I didn't like about producing these music videos is, was like, it still wasn't creative. I was, right. my life was budgets and schedules and I really wanted to do something that I felt like I had a bigger creative footprint on. And I do think that's one of the reasons that this podcast kind of came back up because it was a way for us to like very not easily, but like it was a way that we could definitely do that without having the budget to make a movie or, sure. you know, whatever it is. It was like something that we could control that would be ours that we could still be creative with and use it. Like if we're going to be super busy working, 
let's fi- figure something out where we can still hang out. For you know sure. what I mean? Because yeah. there's times where we get super busy, and this podcast is the only time we get to hang out. But it's like at least we still have this. You know Man, what I mean? I do. Ha- I'll always have the memory, and I, I don't know. Maybe we've never talked about it on the show, but the last thing we produced together was the Tyson Ranch, mm. Mike Tyson's Tyson Ranch. We produced yeah. a uh, fight night at the Tyson Ranch. Uh, with all these insane people that were there, people from you know the wrestling world, people from like the YouTube world, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually I fought that night. I had a boxing match, yeah. and uh, Drake and I kind of like produced the entire shoot mm-hmm. type of shit. Nick paid yeah. for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 really opened a lot of doors. That wasn't the last thing we produced. La Magrosa video was the last thing we oh, produced. That's right. But, that, we produced but, the, La but the 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 Tyson Ranch shoot led to the La Magrosa thing. But that was like. That was it was a weird time because I was producing things with a higher budget and a bigger caliber than I ever had before, but I hated it more and more. The yeah, bigger producing the budget, music videos. Sucks. The bigger the budget got, the more miserable I was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, this can't continue. And I, uh, you know, <coughs> fast forward a year later, uh, we're a year into this podcast. A lot of things changed this last year. I started focusing more on like TikTok because TikTok is like, again, it's something I can control. I can shoot yeah. a skit and have that fun creative freedom without having to spend 12 hours editing a YouTube video. You producing, know what I mean? Producing music videos, I'll put it this way. You have an easier time splitting the money at the end of a fucking bank heist <laughs> than at the end yeah. of a music, produce, a music video production. That's the thing. I was like, the budget's increased, but my pay didn't really because Dude, it was just I, like I had to spend more money on location. You have to chase down shit, everybody yeah. for money. It's literally yeah. like you're having to like fucking... Yeah. That's like the whole po- the whole post-production yeah. of a music video is asking people it's, it's breaking about kneecaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally so, like fucking hiring Donovan... Yeah. Yeah. Ray McDonovan. Yeah. So I, I still <laughs> Ray <laughs> McDonovan. <laughs> so I still I still want to get back into games at some point, but I I I still work on my own game on my free time when I can. But basically, like at this point, I don't want to go and uh, work at Naughty Dog and spend 14 years working my way up right. to a, a junior level designer at that company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to get, I want to get back into it when I can afford to start my own studio. And I think the best path forward for me for that right now is focusing on like creative ventures that I'm like talented at. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, in uh, just recently, as of literally this week, uh, I got like my first like consistent jobs since Darkburn. I've been doing freelance for the past two, three years. And I just, I just landed at a company, uh, doing, producing TikToks. I'm, I'm like, I'm, uh, pitching, shooting, (laughs) editing, acting in TikToks. He has manifested it, y'all. Yeah, TikToks. He has manifested it. For, for ad, like we're an ad agency, but we, we do TikToks. Like we're, cause TikTok is that big of a platform. So it's like, it's so fun. I'm having a great time, and uh, you know, it's it's just like this. The past twelve months has just been a wonderful rebirth of creativity in my life, and uh, this podcast is a big part of that. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev, we yeah. must now dial the clock back once more. Oh wow! And hear about your origin. Well, <laughs> I already talk my ass off about myself during this show, so. Uh, how about well that was on that was on Patreon. Give a give an abridged version for, yeah. for, for everybody. Oh, I just meant in general. I try to as much as possible oh. on every episode because that's just me being vain. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> I I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Uh all right. Well how about I'll 
list a bunch of things shorthand and you guys can just ask me questions about shit that if you want to. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, uh, started out as a wee little lad in Florida and, uh, I was blind in one eye and had a bleeding disorder and then got into the arts as a kid and was on screen directed by Tom Hanks as a kid was cast in a Broadway musical, uh, performed a shit ton. Whoa, slow down. Hold on. Oh, okay. Tell us about the Tom Hanks. Okay. Go for right. it. What? Sorry. Stick to the format. <laughs> oh, the Tom, right one's the Tom Hanks thing. You gotta elaborate on the Tom Hanks thing. What do you mean you're, you're directed by Tom Hanks? Did I not talk about that? Okay. No! So, no, you, uh, yeah. Where, All right. So, where did Tom Hanks come in? <laughs> so, I was uh, in From the Earth to the Moon, which was an HBO miniseries about the Apollo oh, missions directed by Tom Hanks. It That's came right. out. After Apollo 13. And I was uh, a kid in a classroom maybe? watching a Woody the Woodpecker space video. And then I was one of the astronauts' sons. So I was like an extra that was only there for like two days or three days or some shit like that. Okay. And it was shooting in That's Orlando. Awesome. So we just drive there for the day. Oh, cool. I went, I, when right. I walked into, I was probably in like fifth grade or something. I, I had like super long hair down past my shoulders as a kid. And I walked into this trailer, and they were like, oh, it's the 1960s. Uh, we're giving you a haircut. And they just buzzed me a flat top. And I, like, walked out yeah. with a fucking flat top. And my mom was like, where the fuck is my son? I can't even see anything. Uh, yeah, in Hollywood, you'll shave your head for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they drank my blood because I was such a child, you know. And it was great. Yeah, so that's say Tom Hanks, yeah. Frank, your adrenochrome. Yeah. But I gave it willingly because I wanted to be a star. Drain <laughs> that chrome, dude. That chrome, dude. That's why you're still alive because yeah. you gave it willingly. Slurping the chrome, my guy. <laughs> slurp some chrome later. Talk all this shit. When Dev was a kid, Tom Hanks slurped his chrome. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, I went to college in LA, in Orange County, nice. and that's where I met. Our mutual friend who connected all of us. <laughs> Beep. We were doing, Drake, it was so funny. You were giving your dates and saying what grade you were in for different times. And I was like, huh, Drake, when you were in seventh grade, I was doing 30 hits of liquid acid by the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out of a window the Grove? with a samurai sword. Like, what the fuck? Did you, say at the, did you say at the Grove? So, yeah, like the... Uh, um, no, I've heard so the story. This is I've heard the story. Yeah, this is this is like the infamous story between me and uh, Thou Who Shall, shall Not Be Named. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> such a bad place to be on acid. The grow. Well, we went. We, it I don't was even a like whole on the crazy weekend, and like he he banged on my door. He was my neighbor in Orange County. He banged on my door at like six in the morning. He's like, Devin, wake up!" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So uh, he just kept banging. I'm like, "If I don't answer." He's just gonna stay there and bang. Like I, don't, I have this to is how answer the door. People. So I open the door. And how I'm, careers get started in LA? Yeah, I'm like, what? And uh, my, our friend walks in and ha has wake up. I, I need your help moving to LA today. I'm moving all my shit and I'm moving my apartment over there. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever, fucking goddammit. And I'm like, let me just wake up a little bit. And he pulls out a handful of blow and just throws it on my fucking coffee table. It must have been a quarter of blow. Okay, my, it was just like, <laughs> oh my God. it was ridiculous. And he's like, wake up, we're going to do this. I and I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing today for the weekend. 
So I do all this ball, I wake up, drink some coffee, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm ready to move some furniture, let's go. And he's like, oh no, we're not moving anything. And I hired movers. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I have a limo waiting for us downstairs. We're going to have fun this weekend. And I went, what? Okay, this is your idea of moving? All right, strap in, strap in for the party. <laughs> so crazy shenanigans all weekend, but um, long story short, one of the nights, I had gotten in a fight. I got jumped by a, a group of guys that were there when I was all fucked up. And I walked out of one of these oh, after shit. hours clubs at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday or some crazy shit. Uh, it was daylight. Yeah. And we were just sitting there from all night. And like I lost our friend in our group. And I was just there by myself. Like I walked out of this room and was like going to where everybody else was supposed to be hanging out. And everybody couldn't find me. So they just dipped. And this was before like... Like, we barely had cell phones. This was before, like, any kind of smartphone technology. Yeah. Like, I had no idea where we were. <laughs> I didn't know He's Ubers weren't a thing. I had to call, like, a cab and shit. Anyways. Yeah, Ubers were not a fucking thing. Yeah. I remember when Ubers became a thing. Dude. I was in college, and it was, like, it was the I, it was perfect. And Ubers became a thing right as I got to college, and I'm like, yes. No. The minute I need to, the minute drinking and driving would even be an option, it no longer has to be a Not level. for me and Dev. Yeah. In 2011, there's not a the fucking dice, Uber. Baby. We had yeah, really you just drank and drive. You just drank and drive. <laughs> <laughs> you just break the law at all times. But and so I, after getting beat up, my black eye and face all fucked up, I go back to our friend's uh, new apartment, which was right across the street from the Grove. And it was on like a third floor. I had a balcony. It was one of those really nice apartments or condos that are on like that catty corner of it or some shit like that. Um, yeah, and we... I, he's like, I go, I'm passing out. I can't deal with this. I've been up all night and fucked up. Go to bed. So he wakes me up like a couple hours later and he's like, Devin, I'm going out for pizza. Do you want anything? I'm like, no, 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 leave me alone. I'll be up by the time you get back. He comes back. He's walking, by the way, down by the Grove and Melrose and stuff. And he goes, you know, I'll be right back in like 20 minutes. Four and three and a half, four hours later, he shows back up with a two and a half eat like two and a half pizzas like half eaten of one um a handle of jack daniels a two liter pepsi a big styrofoam cup mixed drink and like 20 people in like an instant party in the place so i'm like waking up i'm like god damn it i'm all over my head feels like shit he's like talking and i like smell it's like oh jack and coke give me this i need to chug this right now to be fucking alive so i grab this coke and i start chugging it and he looks at me and he goes whoa he rips it out of my hand and he goes Oh fuck, man! I'm not gonna let you go down by yourself. And he like chugs the rest of it, and I go, "Oh my god, what did just happen? What did we just do? What is going on here?" And he's like, "Nothing. Don't worry about it. No, it's all good, Devin. We're gonna be fine. It's all good." And I'm like, "What, dude? I know you. I know you very well. Like, I know that you don't just say shit like that. What was in that?" And he's like, "Nothing. Don't worry about it." And about 15 minutes later, he came back off to the side, like while I was sitting, because I'm freaking out at this point. Like, I don't know what. I have no idea what we did. And he's like, "All right, Devin, I don't want you to get freaked out, but when I was out and buying pizza, I bought 60 hits of liquid acid, and I didn't have anything to put it in, so I had the guy just dump it in that drink, and that's what we both just chugged. And I'm like, what?" Are you insane? For real? This is not a joke? What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yep, nope, this is not a, this is not a drill. And I was just like, inc 
freak out mode for a good hour, but then like once I started tripping, cause I'm like, dude, my brain, your brain can get stuck like this after 10 hits. Like you're declared like legally insane in the state of yeah. California. Like you're yeah. supposed to, it, it's, it has a threshold you drug. You can't just like, <laughs> yeah, it, you'll scramble your circuits. Yeah, that's the type of acid you don't necessarily come back from. Exactly. Now. And I was 19. I don't think they've ever did. And I was like, oh my God. You're 19? Yeah. Oh my I was God. Like, your brain is still developing. Yes, of course. And I'm just like, good God. <laughs> yes, of course. What did we do? Um, I'm talking about an amazing experience. Changed my major in college from investment management to education and musical theater. And <laughs> nice. pretty, pretty <laughs> life changing. Yeah, was it fun? Was it fun or was it just no? It was like, fun, it was fun it, because once I realized, I was like, okay, well, if my brain's gonna get stuck like this, I might as well have fun with it. Like, there's nothing I can really yeah, do fair. about it now. So, like, if I don't is, enjoy it, it's all going it, to waste. So, fuck it. Let's just have a good yeah. time. Which was a great trip. <laughs> 20, how, how sweaty were you? 27 hours? Dude, they spent an hour under, like, a furry blanket. And, like, oh our friend had to, shit. like, be like, are you alive? Trip? He also, I, he got his nickname, I started calling him Light Switch. Because he, in the middle of the trip, would just be able to turn it on and turn it off. Like a fucking light yeah. switch, man. It was, like, some really crazy shit. Like, he had a friend, yeah. this girl that was going through some problems, and, like, she had to come over and have, like, this heart-to-heart -heart serious talk about her shit I with him. And he was just, like, sober as a duck. Like, I was all, yeah. And I'm, like, what? Okay, I'm saying I. It was a <laughs> Boy, scene. You, were awesome. you know, you remember in Fear and Loathing when Johnny Depp does the adrenochrome and he's like freaking out on the bed, or whatever, and the yeah. lawyer's just on the phone talking regular and just cut. That was yeah. it. That was the exact scene, and I'm fucking having a fucking visual meltdown of the room underneath <laughs> oh this bracelet. It was no. it was great. It was a great time. It was just very what, fun. Did, was it substantially stronger visuals than like let's say four tabs or like <laughs> at certain point it's like there's diminishing returns. Like there's no actual difference between six or ten. No. You know what I mean, there is a difference. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. There is a big difference. Um, it is not recommended. <laughs> Did 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 those you said like a party people showed up? Did they leave, or you were tripping that hard with like twenty people around? They, uh, no, there was a party for like a few hours, and we was definitely I was definitely tripping. But this was the type of people that were all like on that vibe too, and didn't really care. Like, dude, we okay. painted graffiti on all the walls of this new place. We were. Oh my I was. God. I was. Uh, uh, while we were tripping, I was pretty pissed off that there was this palm tree that burst into bloom in all of its palm fronds right in front of the balcony blocking the Hollywood sign and I'm like god damn it you uh, spend all this money on this fucking nice ass place and you get the one where the view is blocked solely by this fucking tree get this tree out of here bro like I'm gonna take care of this problem right now and I like grab the palm fronds and put my feet up on the balcony and pull this fucking tree close to the balcony and start hacking at it with a samurai sword to chop these limbs off. And it's Sunday morning and families are walking to the grove as these pom-poms oh fall God. on the sidewalk in front of them and around them by this crazy acid head driven kid wielding a samurai sword. <laughs> oh, it was shit. fucking Amazing. ridiculous. That's how careers get started in LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that God, was at age dude, 19. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, no, I did a bunch of like, that. God of War is cool, dude. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was That's pretty. Amazing. When I came back to Florida, I worked for a distillery. Uh, I worked for a water purification company. 
I did work for a ghost tour company. I started my own film company and sketch comedy and improv. I used to be a teacher at a school, all kinds of fun stuff. And then I came back to LA and started work with our friend and started dealing with the like financing, packaging, uh, new media and ad sales and all that kind of shit for all the LA stuff and had a, a fun run and then came back to Florida for the pandemic. But been Amazing. been into everything sailboat racing racing fishing diving fucking esoteric craziness yeah you know. yeah that sailor dev ain't no bullshit y'all we talked about it in a water world yeah, yeah. yeah. we've dev, established dev, that dev is a boatman. Real sailor we have well established that dev is a boatman next time you come out to visit we gotta rent a boat and we gotta just absolutely drive it into the sunset i've been thinking about how much it would cost to just buy a little boat for the marina too much the Let's upkeep on that thing alone would bankrupt you. We don't have to upkeep it. Well, <laughs> it's, not really. it's the spot that's expensive. It's more than the boat. Yeah. For over there. No, we don't even have to keep it in an official place. You gotta I'll just like park it out in the marina. You gotta we'll <laughs> swim to it. You gotta swim back. You gotta scrub the barnacles. Oh. oh who those barnacles have every right to be there. <laughs> I don't care. As long as they don't fuck around with us while we're climbing in there when we swam halfway across the marina. <laughs> Oh man! It's just... When it sinks, it sinks. You know, I bought this boat for however much money, and that was it. Forty grand's going literally just falling into the ocean. It's gone. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's us. Holy shit! That was cool, man. Yeah, that was cool. I yeah. dug that. Yeah, I I learned stuff. Yeah, me too. Damn, cool. Dev, that story was for Insane. the books. Do you yeah. want me to leave that in, or do you want yeah. that as on no, Patreon? No, I want that's it. That's called in. Heyday. We were supposed to make a movie of it. And I, I want wrote it in. a script I love for it and everything. <laughs> yeah, I love this. No, we it was it was it was three very different stories, <laughs> and I loved all of them. But all three stories led to us coming together, doing film history, the history of film history for of the film. past year. Film history. <laughs> The, the history, history of film. But, uh, <laughs> but, hey, it's been a good year. Been this good has been year. awesome. We got a lot more to come. We're kind of going into, like, season two here yeah. at this point, I'd say. We'll just do a season a year. Season two. Season two. Functionally the same thing. Yeah, we're going to kick it up a fucking notch. We're going to slow it down. We are going <laughs> to... <laughs> we are going to add uh, special effects like pyrotechnics. We are cutting shows on the Patreon. We are. <laughs> we're going to have... We're gonna have celebrity guests. That yeah. is true. We, that one is true. We yeah. are gonna have celebrity guests. Yeah, yeah, we are gonna have celebrity guests. Yeah, but we are cutting the Patreon down to probably one tier. Uh, to be determined. To be determined. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll we'll get back to you next week and, on, on the changes. But Dylan, Tiger Lily, don't worry. We love you guys. We love you. We're we'll still gonna right, be we'll on do there. Do right by you. Yeah, we're gonna do right by you. We're just kind of restructuring. Turns yeah. out, uh, this thing was taking Drake about 40, 50 hours a week. Uh, yeah, at the peak, at, uh, like at, uh, at 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 the busiest it got, um, b- uh, when the Patreon stuff was all like really chugging, I was doing like thirty to forty hours a week just on film history stuff, yeah. and I was like, I need a job. Yeah. Uh, this can't, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So it's like, and then I I ended up getting a job like right after I uh, decided that maybe I shouldn't be doing full time <laughs> work on something that's not really paying me yet. Yeah. Um. So you know, like I I love it. I love the work I put into it. But it was just like one of those things where I was like, I think we 
we st- we tried to run before we were really we really got our our, our walking feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, just uh, just need to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, we're not gonna get rid of it. I don't, we're yeah. not gonna like go Patreon. But I just need to do. I just need less editing on my plate. I just yeah. needed less editing and stuff and uh, focus on like f- focus on doing what we. Because the thing was the thing that really uh, like started to eat at me was like. I felt like I was half-assing stuff to save time. Like, not half-assing, but it was just like, I, it, things were getting away from me. Yeah. And i rather do less really well than do a lot of things kind of okay, because I don't have the capacity to do everything really well at this point. You know yeah, what I mean? So, sure. um, and th- these guys were very supportive about this, uh, this, this change. So, yeah, I get um, it. I understand. So, uh, but we'll still be here. Yeah. And hey, we got a new fancy anchor ad now, too. Yeah. So, you know, you might soon have heard it or maybe next in. week. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Anyway, we'll be back with more film history. <laughs> oh, wait. We'll be. Okay, wait. <laughs> that was the history of film history. The, the history, history of film. film. You know what I'm talking about!